0: The Dashboard Effect Podcast. I'm here, I'm Caleb Oaks, and I'm here with Kate Everly. And today we're going to talk a little bit about some manufacturing KPIs and some of the stories that we've seen uh, over the past few years. Hey, Kate.
1: Thank hey you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a, our first episode of without Brick. You know? Yeah,
1: you're taking over this the is, host seat.
0: I guess this is this is big time.
1: Filling big shoes. We're not messing around. <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: So, um, today with this manufacturing metrics and stuff that we're going to talk about and you know, why, why would we, why would people care?
1: Yeah. You know, I think in manufacturing in particular, I think metrics are pretty core to that space, right? You think about Lean Six Sigma, Toyota coming in in quality however many decades ago, and it just seems like manufacturing and metrics are a match made in heaven. Um, but one of the things we also hear a lot from clients is, well, what are other people doing? What are we not taking into account that you in that seat, having worked with so many people, can share with us? So I think we're going to hit on some of the the common stuff and then maybe touch on some of the, the use cases that maybe aren't so common and just kind of dig in.
0: We do hear that a lot, you know, people asking, we think this is what we want to report on, but what are other people doing? Can you help? Can you enlighten us on that a little bit? And we do to some extent, but I thought that I think this is going to be a good episode to show like this is some of the things that we see, some Mm -hmm. obvious things, some maybe not so obvious things. And uh, hopefully that's helpful to somebody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
0: All right. So how do you, how do you think about, you know, just manufacturing high level?
1: So I mean, just boiling it down, it's all about producing goods, right? So taking a bunch of raw materials, transforming that into something that's value add and then getting that out to your customers.
0: So I I mean, I like I really like, you know, boiling things down, you know. Obviously, manufacturing is a complicated business, but you know, yeah. you described it in simple terms. Um and that's sometimes the best place to start. Uh I like, you know, the three questions uh that, you know, we were talking about before this were, do we have enough demand, right? Are we, are, is our, how's our sales going? Um, do we have enough cash, uh, to keep buying things and producing other things? Yeah. Uh, and then are we delivering what we promised when we promised it? Right. <clears throat> so I think that those roughly, yeah, at least for this, this discussion, we'll, we'll stick to those three buckets, uh, and talk about some of the metrics that we've seen in there and, and maybe some stories about, you know, some of the things that we've seen as well. So yeah. <clears throat> let's start with that, that first one. Do we have enough demand? Some of the things that come to mind for me, and some of the things that I've seen doing this for a long time, is uh, just looking at what you're quoting. You know, what are the size of the quotes? um, How long is it taking you to get the quotes out? um, You know, are you doing as many quotes as you would target to get out there? Um, I think I was just looking at a report before this where we had a chart. It's a fairly simple report, but there was a chart around uh, the sizes of the quotes and they just bucketed them into small, medium, large, extra large quotes. And, you know, you could just see how, how that would be helpful to say, Oh, you know, we're doing a lot of small quotes. Is that good? Is that what we want? You know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think on the other side, so you kind of described what's happening at the highest level. So we have a budget for the year. We need a certain number of quotes to hit that budget. How is our actual performance? And then seeing that actual forecast, giving you a bit more of a leading view on where performance is going. I think the next nice area is actually down to the rep level. So giving your sales operations team the visibility they need to actually execute against those budgets. We're seeing this more and more on the sales front, just getting that visibility into the sales manager view so they can see how all of their individual reps are performing against their goal, allowing them to say, okay, either across the board we're seeing a trend on a particular maybe SKU or product category or alternatively man this rep is just not pulling their weight I need to take some more time to coach with them to try and get their numbers up so we're hitting at the at the aggregate level so I think that's just another great area for sales reporting to come in particularly for manufacturing
0: yeah and what I like about thinking about that is that it's different than what you would typically think of in manufacturing reporting right it's it's more of a business reporting mm-hmm. um, but when you're talking manufacturing, You know, KPIs and stuff. A lot of times it's, you know, machine downtime and, you know, throughput and, and utilization, those types of things. But, you know, it's important not to overlook just the basics too, right? Of are you selling enough?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's a nice segue into the, the next area, that financial piece. Do we have enough cash on hand? Obviously, the past few weeks, cash is top of mind with a, with a lot of folks we're talking to. Um, but I think really just from that financial perspective, do you have a clear view on your AR AP? And do you know what you expect to be coming in the door versus what's going to be going out the door? Can you see that visibility out into the future? That's another good space where you don't need to have to wait to see what what invoices are getting, you could be able to predict that and get a bit more of a leading view on the organization. Mm-hmm. I think the other piece that also comes in from a financial perspective is just managing your inventory. Do we know what we have on hand? Is that going to be sufficient to fulfill the orders that we have? Definitely see that start to bleed into the financial space as well.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those things are are very important, I think. Uh, so I used to be uh, an inventory analyst um, a long time ago. Uh, but that was, a, that was a huge part of what I reported on was here's what we have on hand and the sales reps used that information to be able to, first of all, promise delivery dates and stuff. Because mm-hmm. uh, if we didn't have it, obviously we'd have to make it. And then, you know, just knowing what our liability was um, at a high level, I mean, we we're a huge company. and uh, So it was very important to know, you know what our inventory levels, and we had, you know, we had you know, tens of locations where we store product across the country. So uh, super important to make sure that you've got that cash uh, is getting, you know, that inventory is turning into cash so you can keep your lines of credit going.
1: Yeah. I think you raise another good point. I was just talking to a client a couple of weeks ago whose sales reps, there was no single source for what their inventory looked like. So oftentimes you could You know, if reps are moving fast, trying to move product out, it's conflicting reports of what's available. So you have those cases where there's tension across the sales team. They're not able to kind of operate as one unit. And then you're getting different messages that you're sending to the end client about what's available and and what you can actually deliver.
0: Sure. Right. Yeah. Super important. So it's the the last thing, the last topic, I guess. We just touched on, do we have enough cash? The last one is, uh, are we delivering what we promised when we promised? This is a little bit more standard manufacturing KPI area, but uh, what are some of the things that come to mind there?
1: Yeah, I think just starting with the basics, throughput. How long does it take us to get something and transform it from raw materials into the product that we sell? I think that total duration you just see really boil into Lean Six Sigma, control charts. Are you tracking your defects over time, actively managing your quality? Um, So I think a lot of those metrics are pretty commonplace, Um, and then naturally, just transition into process efficiency? Are machines operating as effectively as they could? Are we actually able to diagnose pretty quickly when something is down, where the the challenge is coming in the production process? And then labor as well. Are we adequately staffed to manage the machines in the production process? How long does it take to hire if we aren't? I've worked with some clients recently who've had plants in areas they are, I think, More rural Missouri. So they just had a heck of a time actually getting the people that they needed to operate the plants. So that better visibility into hiring and and the HR side of the house. So everything from what you need to know about machines to what you need to know about the people who operate them. So I think we've touched on a number of areas that we've seen metrics work in manufacturing and hitting those three questions, I think is a great place to just kind of situate your particular company in the spectrum of where you might start a bi effort like this but do you have any thoughts caleb on how a company might get going in any one of these areas
0: yeah Uh, so i was just i was reading a kind of a short case study it's like three pages on on harley davidson and what they did in some of their manufacturing uh in some of their data initiatives and essentially what they tried what they're trying to do is become more efficient Right. And they all of their machines didn't have sensors and stuff on it. So essentially what they were the, the predicament they found themselves in was like, we don't have all the data that we would want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they found a company that came in and built some predictive AI and stuff on the data they did have to try and predict in other areas where they might have downtime. Um, and across the whole company anyway uh, and they were able to do that and with like a month of data they were able to figure out all right with like a 90 percent certainty when machines were going to be down <clears throat> and that saved them like 10 percent in their their downtime um now the, the key takeaway there for me is not let's all go do ai because i don't think it necessarily applies everywhere and you know harley davidson's huge they have you know they've got a, <clears throat> a lot of data to work with and you know, that's possible there, but I do, I think the key thing is, you know, focus on the data that you have, right? <clears throat> it's tempting to want everything to be perfect and to want to, um, you know, for example, get all of your plants into a single pane of glass. You know, sometimes just starting with 50% is better than having 20% here, 20% there, 10% here. Like start with 50% and then work your way through it, but focusing on what you can do now. Can also pay big dividends, you know. And that a lot of the a lot of the companies we work with, right? They're buying other companies, and they've kind of piecemealed this. This piecemeal is probably not the right word, but you know, they've they've kind of built up a company through acquisition. Yep. Um. So they've got disparate locations, right? Um. And and you know, we had a client not too long ago that was dealing with something like that, and we built some reports for them and stuff. And um, I think you were a lot closer to that than I was, but. Can you tell us about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. Well, I think uh, describing what you typically find in a warehouse that focus already on metrics, it's often just really manual. So you get to the warehouse floor. They'll probably have some sort of whiteboard showing you their throughput, showing process adherence and, and safety metrics. The challenge is, while that may work really well for one factory, if you're sitting in the executive suite trying to manage an entire organization that now has multiple factories or warehouses, you're just not going to get that real-time visibility to figure out how do we move this entire ship forward versus an individual physical location. So I think that the really nice use case working with this company was taking what were multiple ERPs actually automating some of that tracking they were doing on the shop floor to then give them a more holistic view across factories, figuring out how they could actually optimize load distribution. If one factory was actually booked to capacity, but another factory wasn't, how could they manage that demand more effectively so that they were capturing their existing capacity? And they also actually had a nice um, component of their business where they could get quick turn, more premium pricing, getting better visibility into how they could Really leverage that, maximize their margins and just really operate seamlessly across various different locations.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that they had, they had that, that ability, right? That quick turn was like their most profitable project. And Mm -hmm. with that visibility to see which plant, can we take this first of all and quickly? It's all about quick turn, right? So, uh, yes, we can take it at this plant when before they didn't have that visibility. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's very, very, very beneficial for them. And we see that a lot. I mean, it's crazy how many manufacturers have kind of grown that way. And then they find themselves in this, in this predicament of we have data at all these locations and it's just siloed there. Yeah. Right. How do we pull it all together? It's a daunting task. I mean, cause it's, it is no small task, uh, but there's techniques and stuff that you can, you can use to, uh to kind of get there. And it is kind of where we've lived for a, for a long time um but you, and you can see how beneficial it is to actually do that exercise and get some of that global uh reporting done
1: yeah it's definitely been pretty transformative for the manufacturing clients we've worked with i think there's a great webinar elgin Fasteners, um, definitely recommend checking out if you haven't. But really, you can see that effect on productivity, and I think that's the beauty of manufacturing. Is when you're used to seeing trends over time, managing to really address fluctuation. It just, I mean, metrics in manufacturing is such a nice <laughs>
0: <laughs> alliteration. Yeah, that kind of just works, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, you know, I think the. Hopefully what we talked about was was useful. I think at the end of the day, every company is going to be different, mm-hmm. right? And you really do need to look at kind of what you're trying to achieve and and how you might be able to do that. Um, but it's helpful to know what else is out there and kind of maybe some of the things that you're not uh, quite thinking about and that type of stuff.
1: Yeah, completely agree.
0: All right. Cool. Well, thanks, Kate.
1: Thanks, Caleb.